You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Wow. I don't know if you feel it at home, but the presence of God, yes, you do feel it at home. The presence of God is amazing. I want to talk to you this morning from kind of a process that I've been going through um, in my own life. I say it probably started maybe a month ago, a couple weeks ago, where I just started to feel this heaviness, like this urgency, and not the kind of heaviness that, that, you know, you're weary and you're tired, kind of heavy, the weight of the world, not like that, the heaviness, like the hand of God. So much so that I, that I would wake up in the middle of the night and I could just, I could feel this urgency. I could feel him just, just making a major, making like an emergency call kind of. And you can ask my husband, I'd be up and I'd be tossing and turning and praying. And, and uh, my husband would wake up and he would say, you need to go to sleep. And I'd say, I can't, I can't, I can't go to sleep because I could feel God working, but I could feel him almost making this urgent call. Like you need to pay attention. And I still feel the urgency. And, and so I, I went into a, a week of of prayer where I just said this, I got to pray, I got to set, set time aside and just begin to seek God. And there's a bunch of things that he showed me, which I'll bring at another time. And this is what he's released today for me. But, but there was an urgency to it. And so this morning when I speak, I want you to, I want you to hear the urgency. I want you to, to be alert. Give all that you can right now because the Spirit of God is, is, is making an urgent call. I know that, uh, you know, a lot of times I've done a lot of Zoom calls. I'm sure a lot of you have also in this season um, or watched a lot of things online. And, and uh, a lot of times, even during Zoom calls, I'll tend to be doing something else. I'll, you know, keep my face off of the screen and just listen and be doing things. And I, I joined a conference um, a couple weeks ago when we were in isolation. I joined a conference and, and at the conference they would, it was a Zoom call and you could take part in a church service in the, in the United States. And um, so I joined the Zoom call and I, you know, started like I always do, blacked out my face so that they couldn't see and I was going to listen. But they, there was a administrator on it and the administrator would say, you, if you're going to be a part of this call, I need to see your face. I need you to be in this. I need us to all be focused on the same thing. And I thought, my goodness, that's a little much to be forcing people to get on there. And, but I, I really wanted to be a part of the conference. And so I unmuted my face and I sat, or unmuted, whatever, opened my video f- so that they could see my face. And, and, uh, and then they would say, okay, it's time for us to pray about this. It's time for us. And what happened was I began to be invested. I began to pay attention. It wasn't just something that I was watching. It was something that I was a part of. And they were in the United States and I was there, but I was praying for people. I was worshiping with them. And I think a lot of times, because sometimes we're used to being entertained, that we just sit and watch. And so this morning, I, I know not all everyone does it. I'm just saying I've, I've been guilty of doing the same thing, of just kind of listening and kind of watching. But what God has, what God has for you this morning, it is, it is urgent, 
for us as the body of Christ to begin to pay attention to what he's doing and to what he's saying. So, so invest it, get your families and begin to push and, and, and watch and, and be part of what God is doing this morning and every morning. So he took me to Luke 15 and it's the parable of the of the prodigal son which a lot of us know about the prodigal son but I am going to paraphrase it and then I'll highlight the verse that God took me to but the parable the the prodigal son we know he is um, a younger son, him and his brother and his father, they farm a ranch um, or, or something like that. And it looks like his father's rich. And so he's, he's been a part of this farm, a part of this ranch, taking care of his father's business. And at some point in time, he goes to his father and he says, I just want the inheritance. I don't want to work the land. I don't want to be a part of my father's business. I don't even want the relationship with my father. I just want my inheritance. I just I just want, I just want the good things and I want to, I want to check out. And I, I thought that was interesting when I read that because I think sometimes if, if we were honest, if I was honest with myself, sometimes I've treated Christianity like that, my relationship with God like that. I just want the good, just, just whatever, I, I've got that, I don't really want the relationship, I don't want the business, just give me the good things. And so this young, this young boy, he goes to his father, it's an insult to his dad, it's an insult in this day and age, but especially in that date and time, it is an insult, um, beyond insult. It's a disgrace to go to your father and say, I know you're not dead yet, but I just want my inheritance. But the father gives it to him anyways. And so he takes his inheritance, and we all know this, he goes and he parties and he spends it all, and he drinks and drugs and prostitutes and all the things until he runs out of money. He has no more money left, and so he goes looking for work, but there's a famine in the land, and there's no work to be had. He, he can't get work anywhere. And so he finds himself with pigs, sleeping with pigs, living with the pigs, eating with the pigs, which is for this boy and the, the culture that he's been raised with is such a disgrace. It goes against everything that he believed. It goes against the very core of who he is, and he finds himself having gone farther than he ever thought he would go. And so we start in verse 16 where it says, The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. And verse 17 says, and when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. The word that jumped out at me was when he finally came to his senses. When he finally came to his senses, in other words, at some point in time, he had lost his senses. At some point in time, he had lulled his senses to sleep. At some point in time, he'd lost his senses.
The prodigal son had dulled his senses and it caused him to lose everything. It caused him to leave his relationship with his father. It caused him to walk away and begin to lust after things he had no business wanting. And it took him much further than he was ever prepared to go. He lost his senses. He dulled his senses. And I heard the Spirit of God one morning in prayer say, it is not the time to lose your senses. It's not the time to dull your senses. This is not the time. Did you know that in the Spirit, we have spiritual senses just like we have physical senses? In the Spirit, we have the same. You know, the Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste and see? In the Spirit. When we hear the Spirit of God speak, how do we hear? By the Spirit. When we reach out and touch the presence of God, when we touch Jesus, how do we do it? By the Spirit. How did the woman with the issue of blood touch Jesus? Well, she did it in the physical, but there was a spiritual exchange that happened because Jesus was walking with a group of people and everyone was touching him, but there was one touch that was different that caused him to stop and say, who touched me? There was a spiritual exchange. She touched him by the Spirit. So we have spiritual senses and the Spirit of God says, this is not the time to lose your senses. And I asked him, I said, what do you mean by that? How do we lose our senses? How do we put our senses to sleep? How, how do we lull them to sleep? How do we dull our senses? And he began to talk to me about disappointment, discouragement, fear, offenses, bitterness, all the things that are going on around us. Letting it in little by little. You know, the world that we live in right now is unlike anything I've ever been. I'm pretty sure unlike anything anyone on this earth right now has ever been. Last year, last year we could wake up and know that tomorrow will probably be like yesterday and the next day like the previous day. There may be some different things that happen, some shocking moments here and there, but not to the fact where we could look into the future and say, I don't even know. And I don't say that to scare us because we have Jesus, we have our future and our hope, but, and he's guiding us and he directs our steps, but in this place of where we used to plan, and now we're not sure. I'm not sure about Christmas. I'm, I'm not sure about what the new year holds. I'm not sure, I, I don't know. And it's a constant of different things. And beyond coronavirus, it's like the world has changed and we hear so many opinions about so many things. And, and I'm even unsure about where my opinion stands. And, and, I, and I don't know how I go out in the world and I get treated different by all these people. And, and we used to be friendly and barely friendly anymore. And, and, and everything's changed. And you get this to this place where disappointment, disillusionment, discouragement, hopelessness, anxiety, all of those things can begin to, to creep in. And this is where the Father says, this is not the time to dull your senses. Those things will dull your senses if you let them in. And he took me to 1 John. Verse 5, and it says this. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. 
keep away from anything. Those things, that fear, that discouragement, that unforgiveness, that bitterness, that need to be right, those things that you allow entrance into your heart take the place of where God's supposed to sit. And those things will dull your senses. Be on guard of anything that would take the place of God in your heart. We are a people that are supposed to speak to fear, not have fear speak to us. We are a people that speak hope, not have hopelessness speak to us. We are a people that walk into places and atmospheres will change because of the Jesus in us, not have atmospheres change us. And in this place, the Spirit of God calls the body of Christ to arise. This is your time. Did you know that you were born for this? Did you know that for this moment right now, when the world is going crazy, you have been equipped for such a time as this? This is your hour. This is your moment. And he calls for the body of Christ to arise because this is your time. This is your time to walk into places and speak to the spirit of fear. This is your time to walk into places and have atmospheres change. This is your time to speak hope to people that have, that have hopelessness, that don't even know what's next. Peace to despair, this is your time. And I heard and I had an urgency from the spirit of God that says my people are allowing things into their heart, allowing things into their lives. change and it's taking the place of where I'm supposed to be. It's taking their authority. It's taking them farther than they're supposed to go. This is not the time to lose your senses. And Satan will bring lies little by little, little by little, to dull those senses, to lull those places to sleep, 1 John 2, 15. This is don't set the affections of your heart on this world or in loving the things of the world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father but from the world. These are the three ways that the enemy works. He will work in this, he, he, he will work in those three ways to cause you to lust after the flesh, to want the pride of life. He, he did this with Eve. He did it with Jesus. He'll do it with you. But it starts with letting those little things in, those disappointments, the unforgiveness, the need to be right, the bitterness, the fear, all of it starts with those little things that you let in to your heart. 
and it causes your senses what you know is right, what you desire. It causes you to begin then to look to the world for fulfillment. And before you know it, it takes you farther. I don't know, I don't know, the, the prodigal son, I don't know what it was that began to dull his senses, but we see that it, he came to his senses, so something at some point in time. I don't know if it was that him and his brother couldn't agree. Maybe there was a running of, of the, the way the farm was supposed to go, and they just couldn't see eye to eye, and so he became frustrated, or he became offended with his brother, or maybe him and his father, they just, they, 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 they had issues. Maybe he was offended. Maybe his father was supposed to come through in the exact way that he thought the father should come through, and he didn't, so he let disillusionment, disillusionment into his life. Or maybe he was disappointed. Or maybe, maybe there was a fear of failure that he just thought that he couldn't do it. I don't know. But whatever it is, at some point in time, he began to let things into his life that caused him to separate from his father and begin to look to the world, begin to look to other things. And this is not the time. It's never the time, but this is not the time to lose your senses. It's not the time to let those things in, to, to, to let those places, because it'll take you farther than you ever wanted to go. And even in my own life, as I spent a day with the Father, as He just began to to speak to me and to speak to my heart that I'd let hurtful words been spoken to me and I let disappointments and I let the fear of not knowing what's, I started to let those things into my heart and I began to look to the world. I began to long after the things. How do you know? How do you know that there's things in your heart that you begin to long for things that you have no business longing for? that you were called into the kingdom. You are here right now, called into the kingdom for such a time as this, as this moment. And be sure that the enemy will try to come in and place little things into you so that you will take it as bait and put it into your heart and replace that place. You'll put disappointment in your heart and replace it with the place that is meant for the relationship of God in your life. All the meanwhile, little by little, it dulls your senses. Little by little, it causes what you know to go to sleep. And I hear the urgency of the Spirit of God. It's not the time. It's not the time. It's not the time. You were made for this. You were made for this. The world needs the body of Christ, which is you, ministers of the gospel, to stand up. They need hope right now. They need love. They need to be shown what kindness looks like. That beyond what your opinion is, they need to know 
They need to know concern. They, they need to know what it feels like. to be seen. Look at this, verse 18, he says, I'll go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. He says, please take me on as a hired servant. As his senses began to be dulled, he lost his understanding of just how much he was loved by the Father. All of these things come to dull your senses so that your understanding of just how loved you are become dulled. And then the love of the world taints your view on the love that God has for you. I know that he's making a call for us to arise. But we have to be vigilant at this place that I may not know what's going on around me and I, I, I may be disappointed that when I go out places that I am, you know, that people are rude or I, I may be frustrated about the things that have happened on in the world right now and all of the things but understand that you are the ones that bring change. You're the ones that carry the Spirit of God on the inside of you. It's not the time to let disappointment, it's not the time to hold on to offense, it's not the time to let bitterness in, it's not the time. It's time, like Eve said, to be carriers of peace, to declare peace. In Matthew 24, verse 12, it says, there will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. It's not the time. It's not the time. 1 John 2, 24 says, so you must be sure to keep the message burning in your hearts. There it is. That you have a mission. That disappointment, that offense, any of those things, any of it, whatever God's speaking to you about that you've allowed into your heart, whatever the hopelessness, whatever it is, you must be sure to keep the message of God burning in your heart. That means that anything that is in the place that, that, that the burning should be happening, any place where God should be in that place that you get it out, that he's speaking to that place right now. Whatever it is right now that you know that the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, it's this place, you've gotten into this place. Maybe it's even that, that I don't have purpose for my life. Come on, that's not the truth of God. Get it out. He's speaking to that place right now. You're alive on this earth in this moment because you have been created for such a time as this and you have purpose right now. He says, so you must be 
sure, be sure right now. This is what he's saying. Be sure to keep that message burning. That is the message of life you heard from the beginning. If you do, you will always be living in close fellowship with the Son and with the Father. Thank you, Jesus. So I don't know what it is that you are dealing with in your own life. I know that I had my own things, my own discouragements, that the Spirit of God began to deal with me, saying, no, you got to get this out for the, you, you, you got to deal with these things. You got to let my love flow in there. You got to let healing come to that place. A lot of times we make excuses for the reasons why we've allowed those things into our heart, but those are, that's our heart. You allowed them in. You might have been hurt, but they don't need to stay there. The Spirit of God is standing right now in this moment, right beside you saying, if you will allow me in, I want to heal that place. If you will allow me in, I want to take that lie and replace it with the truth. If you will allow me in in this moment, I want to move back into the place I'm supposed to be. I want to move back in and take residence to the place I belong. That fear doesn't belong there. It's dictating your life. That lie, it's dictating your life. That hopelessness is the filter you're seeing things through. It doesn't belong there. I belong there. Let me move into that place. And so you will come to your senses. Come to your senses. I love, the, I love the story of the prodigal son because a little bit later on, it, it shows the picture of the prodigal son coming back home, having lost everything, having, having gone farther than he ever thought that he would ever go. It was supposed to just be a good time. It was supposed to just make me feel good and, and I was disappointed and I was just, it was just supposed to be good. And, and so he comes to his senses and he has this moment as he's walking back, but it shows this picture of the father standing there waiting, waiting, waiting. Is he coming? I know he's coming. I've been calling him. And he sees that his son is coming home and he begins to run after him the moment that I've waited for. There's no shame. There's no shame when it comes to this place. We say, I have allowed things into my heart. How could I have allowed? Don't even entertain those thoughts. Understand that right now in this moment, the Father is standing there waiting for you to turn, waiting for you to say, you know what? This is my moment. I got to go home. This is my moment. I've come to my senses. He's speaking to me right now. I can feel it as the body of Christ. He is urgently calling them. It's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to come to your senses. So right now, in the name of Jesus, wherever you're at, you come to your senses. You come to your senses right now. You were called for such a time as this. You belong in the kingdom to be conducting the Father's business. You belong in a relationship with the Father of God. Come to your senses right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that your healing and your peace and your grace and your life is flowing 
into every heart right now in the name of Jesus as the body of Christ, as the church comes to their senses and arises in the name of Jesus. I love you. I love you. This is a turning moment. God is doing something in our midst. Now be blessed. Be blessed. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.